Welcome to the Entrusting the Faith podcast. Unsure how to help your family grow spiritually? The Entrusting the Faith podcast equips families so that future generations may know Christ, learn biblical instruction, grow closer to Christ, and apply the tools learned to build a legacy. I am your host, Eric Rutherford, and I am excited to be your guide today on the Entrusting the Faith podcast. Welcome to the Entrusting the Faith podcast. I'm your host, Eric Rutherford, and this is episode three of a 10-part series. I'm really launching my new book, Leading Well at Home, How Husbands and Fathers Can Biblically Lead Their Families. And joining me today is my daughter, Jill. Say hey, Jill. Hey. Awesome. Well, Jill's joining me today during this first section, which is a Q&A time, uh, just giving um, an opportunity for her, Jill to ask me some questions and kind of seeing what it looks like that you can do in your own home, uh, just just on your own. So, all right, so you're coming back for more. You've made it through a couple of, of podcasts. So far, so good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you have a question today? Yes, I do. So awesome. my question is, what are some ways that I can be intentional in my friendships? Intentional in your friendships. Mm-hmm. All right, so just being intentional in our friendships, uh, this is applicable for you, this is applicable for me, this is applicable for anybody listening in today. Um, being intentional really starts with uh, seeing the other person as really part of God's creation, mm-hmm. made in the image of God. So once we do that, we see that everybody around us is valuable, mm-hmm. whether we know them or whether we don't. So uh, now being intentional, what that, what that one thing you can do with that is just being very cognizant of... Uh, maybe what's going on in their life or even asking them you know so if you have somebody who who has a big event going on and they're really stressed you know one thing you can do is just say hey how's it going send them a text just give them a call reach out to them and try and encourage them if something as exciting is going on you know that's that's awesome too you can just say hey how's it going and you'll be excited with them you know in Romans it talks about rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep so just being there for them and then just really you know just asking questions and listening, uh, and that can be hard. It is for me. Uh, so just being able to listen to them and seeing what's going on in their hearts, and just just being a support for them in that way. So does that sort of answer the question? Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. Thank you for asking the question, and I uh, appreciate you being here. Yeah. Uh, so thankful that, that you're helping me out with this. Yeah. Thanks for letting me. Oh, my pleasure. And now. I'm going to share with you a conversation I had with Travis Henry. I've gotten to know Travis through our church. Uh, just a really neat, neat guy uh, with, a, with a great marriage, great family. Uh, one of the things that, that I really appreciate about Travis, uh, we've had some conversations. His, his children are older than mine. So mine are 14, 13, and 10. His, uh, he has a couple who have graduated high school. And so I've been able to ask him some questions and just really get some great feedback and encouragement, things that I can hold on to as my children get older. So uh, just very thankful for that and really looking forward to sharing this conversation with Travis with you today. How many children, how long have you been married? We'll just, we'll just start out that way. All right. All right, so just celebrated last weekend my 33rd wedding anniversary to my high school my high school sweetheart. We, uh, wow. me and uh, Carrie met in sixth grade. Our elementary schools came together in middle school and we met in sixth grade and we're friends from then on. And uh, 
our, we were in homeroom together in high school as freshmen and, and got seated together and wow. started uh, then best of friends. I would tell her boyfriends that are not good to go out with. <laughs> she would, you know, say, hey, you don't know, don't mess with that girl. So we, you know, uh, I, and I told her her first boyfriend was really not very good. I think it was because I was kind of, you know, Jealous, but no. Uh, but but we didn't actually start dating until our senior year, uh, about midway through our our junior summer before our senior year. Uh -huh. Our best friend and my best friend, all four of us hung out almost every day together. Oh, cool! And then about a month, month and a half in, they they bolted, and it was just me and Carrie. And so we were great friends, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Well, what are we doing?" You know? <laughs> so. Sucked her in, and she she said, "All right, let's let's try this thing." Oh, that's awesome! So it's uh, but yes, thirty three years ago, this past Saturday, thirty three years, we went and had dinner at this, and I suggested if you want a great place, Top of the Rock Restaurant, really, in Jasper, Tennessee. I'll show you some pictures. We get to awesome, definitely. It is incredible. The views, awesome. The food is good, but the it, it's doesn't match the views and so we said had you know watched the sunset and uh, but we were sitting there talking and and she asked me she goes uh best year and i said sitting right in it oh that's awesome this is this is my best year of marriage and if you'd asked me last year i'd have probably said last year so oh so it, I, I just think it's it's it gets better every 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 year it's 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 new and exciting still still fun Still date her. I still flirt with her, and and she's lets me. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I would totally agree with you know this year is the best year, and each year is getting better. I think you know all of the you know all the rom com movies and all the all the others. You know, it's like they say, well, like you know, you get married and everything's great, but and you know the happily ever after, but they don't get into the details of that. Yeah. Really, it's the longer you go, the better it gets. Oh, absolutely. 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 So yeah, 33 years, got three daughters. Uh, Leah is about to be 26. Okay. Uh, she's married to uh, my son-in-law, Jake, and they just finished four years. Awesome. Just, just celebrated four years last this uh, past May. Uh, middle daughter, Ruthie, is 20, about to be 21. And okay. She just graduated and has got, got a full-time job now. And Awesome. Uh, Still lives with us. We don't see her a whole lot, but she's trying to get her get her stuff together. And I'm sure before long she'll be moving out, and then that's that's the way it should be. Awesome. Uh, not is. forcing her out, but I'm sure she's ready and and wanting to be wanting to be Absolutely. Uh, and then my baby girl is 16 and just started her junior year of high school. Wow. Okay. So 16 to 26, four years married to junior in high school. Mm -hmm. And my first grandbaby is will be a year old. September 12th and we're awesome. expecting, our, expecting our second one in December so there'll be 15 months between those two. Oh that is awesome. <laughs> so, so you are so now Leah, to the next yes. level. So my, my daughter Leah and son-in-law Jake, uh, world's fixing to be rocked. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah they thought it was busy with one. Wait till they have two that are 15 months apart. I totally agree. That first one you think life just is over and it can't get any more complicated. And then number two comes along and you realize you were just so naive. Yes. 
and you really don't realize how easy you had it because you was two to one. It was. You know, I mean, you could you could take turns. You could actually give a break and go. You know, hey, I got this. It's one of you know I can do that. And then when you have two, it's like wow. And then it's man to man. And then you start playing zone when you get three of them. Oh, I know. You're in trouble. At that point, you're just trying to keep them in the same room in the same corner without <laughs> killing each other. <laughs> yeah, with no bloodshed. It is. It is. You know, make sure there's there's no corners. Everything's soft, and you just sort of yeah. you just keep them in the same area, all in that, line of sight. That is true. Yeah, that was one of the things when I started setting these things up. I'm like, man, I see Travis, and he's doing a lot of things right. You know, I see you're farther down the road than I am, and I'm like, man, I want to chat with him and just ask him some questions. I'm going to be selfish and say for my benefit. And then, oh, yeah, for everybody else listening along, I'm going to say, man, this is, I need this. And so I, I'm just thrilled with yeah, you. It's, uh, like I said earlier, you know, I've got some, I've got, I've got a great marriage because of a, a gift that God gave me and my wife. Uh, I got three great daughters in spite of the mess up that I tried to make it. You know, God is big enough to, to take my mess ups and, and create something beautiful. You know, somebody wants, somebody wants for damage or for no good, he brings good out of it. And so I, think, I am thankful for that because, oh, uh, you know, I, I did do some things right, uh, but, you know, learn from some mistakes that, uh, that I wish they wouldn't have made. But there again, if you didn't have those mistakes, you, uh, you probably wouldn't learn that big lesson. Uh, that is absolutely true. I know that from my own experience that way too. And I've, you know, make those mistakes and I pick up the next day and, and say, Lord, forgive me and, and give me grace and strength and wisdom and, and just help me put one foot in front of the other today. Well, you know, I, and so I don't remember who, but some, some wise man once told me, he said, you do a lot less searching for God on the mountaintop because you're standing there observing the view, thinking that you got yourself here. <laughs> and that's, it's true. I mean, a lot of, a lot of lessons aren't learned on the mountaintop. They're learned no. in that valley where you have nothing to do but look up going, what have I done? <laughs> Lord, I can't get me out of this. I need yeah, it's true. It's true. And if just, if just imagine if we could learn on that mountaintop to have that same humble spirit that we do in that valley, life would be, life would be pretty good. It would. It would certainly, I want to say easier, but man, at least a little less painful, you know? <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Oh, but you have done some things right, though. You know, the whole idea that I say it's it, this biblical idea of this planting and reaping, you know, you, start, you, you get what you sow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the way everything has turned out for you, it wasn't like you just rolled the dice. Uh, the no. Lord has blessed you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you give me a couple of examples of things you're like, you know what, I did this right. And, and I can see this harvest, this result that came from it. Anything that jumps out at you? Well, I, I mean, I think first of all, is that, uh, and me and my wife, you know, I can remember we wanted kids for a long time. And then coming home from the hospital, I remember her sitting in the back seat with our oldest daughter and me turn around and she's just got this look on her face and, and, and I'm like, yeah, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, what, what do we do? So we started praying and, uh, and it just came to, uh, not at that moment, but it came to us about 
we have to parent with the end in mind. Mm. So, you know, you can, you can behavioral change, you can get them to act a certain way. Uh, so they're, so you're happy with them and they know mm. that, you know, they want to make you happy. Uh, but we, we, we had all our decisions based on what do we want in 18 years mm. when they're ready to get out of our house? What, what is our goal? So uh, Deuteronomy 6 uh, was a big uh, kind of a mission statement, mm -hmm. you know, where you, when they're lying down, when we're walking, uh, you know, when we rise up, when we eat, we're going to proclaim the gospel to them. Mm -hmm. And so our, our biggest, I don't I guess goal you would say mm -hmm. is when they were 18, we wanted them to know and love Jesus, to have a relationship with him mm -hmm. and to be ready to give an account of his good works and to create and go make disciples. That's what we're called to do. And mm -hmm. so, you know, when we, when we disciplined, it was not uh, a, a direct for a moment of, of change. It was, Hey, you know, you did this. How is that going to change unless your heart changes? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we really, we wanted, we wanted, you know, obedient kids and good kids and kids that were, you know, uh, proud of us, proud of them, proud for Jesus, every, you know, we wanted all of that. But the main thing was if their heart didn't, if their heart wasn't changed, the behavioral change was short lived. And I'm a, I'm a great example of that. I mean, I, you know, I, I can, I can put a bandaid on a lot of stuff and then six months later, Band-Aid's gone and I'm still bleeding like crazy. Oh, no. So, and so if that heart does not change, behavioral change or, or what you perceive is better is only temperament. Mm, that is an excellent point. It's heart change and really beginning. I love how you said that. You know, you're beginning with the end in mind. You, this is the long game. It is. You just back into it. You say, okay, here's the end goal. So what steps do I need to back into? Yeah, and, and, and that's where you, you find the intentionality. Uh, you know, we, uh, we I, I don't know, the Lord blessed me and my wife because we, we, were, we, didn't, we didn't grow up with mentors or, or have that philosophy of, of uh, getting an older person in your life and, and, you know, ask questions and do all that. Uh -huh. uh, but... Me and, me and my wife were actually talking about it this weekend. Throughout our whole life, there were always older couples that we were friends with, that we talked to, and we had no idea that God was saying, yeah, y'all don't know what you're doing about not getting a mentor, but I'm going to do it for you. So, oh, that's you know, awesome. so we had, you know, throughout our whole life, we've had older couples that we could talk to and not really realize, you know, we were being mentored by them. Uh, mm -hmm. just being friends. And so they, you know, they talked to us about, uh, you know, really, really putting effort into your kids early on, mm -hmm. because if you want relationships like now, I want relationships now with my adult children. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't, if I didn't plant the seeds when they were young, I'm not going to reap that relationship mm -hmm. when they're older. And so, you know, we are, we had a lot of, really the main thing for me was family time uh, around the dinner table. Okay. When I got home from work, when we, we got through with school and all that. And so our dinner table was huge. Uh, 
even when they were young. Mm-hmm. And, and, and actually, my middle daughter wrote a, a beautiful poem about life, life around a kitchen table. And it was, wow. and it was just about, you know, about all the things of life. Because we, I mean, you would, we would look up and it'd be bedtime and we hadn't left the dinner table because we got into a conversation. And wow. so we always, we always told our kids that uh, they could say whatever they needed and wanted to say, mm-hmm. as long as it wasn't in the heat of the moment of mm-hmm. like we were, you know, in the middle of a, a discipline or a correction of some sort and they couldn't fire back then. Right. But if they went back and had time to cool off and come back, then they could say whatever they wanted to. Our house was safe. Uh, you know, and you have the right to disagree. You may not mm-hmm. like, I just proposed to you, but right there in the moment is not a time to bring out the injustice that you think you felt mm-hmm. <laughs> or received. So, uh, you know, that was around the dinner table. We told them it's always safe. You can say whatever you want, even if we don't want to hear it or like to hear it. Mm-hmm. We respect you enough to listen and we'll respond in the same way, not in anger at the moment. We'll, you know, we'll calmly come and discuss it. And so oh. there was a, there were a lot of great discussions about life mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and raising daughters, uh, you know, you kind of, I kind of step out of the the nitty gritty details mm-hmm. as they get older, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just there are things that I don't know about being a woman, right? Or what that my wife knows about. So, you know, then so naturally those conversations come, and I'm just I'm just there as a cheerleader and mm-hmm. to give a a, a a leadership of what men think mm-hmm. or what how they should uh, how they should respond to you. Mm-hmm. because that, that was, that was one thing that I was really, uh, I wanted them to see, uh, how they should be treated. I wanted them to see them, that see them, you know, date my wife and, and, and I still flirt with her. We dance. I wanted to see that the fun stuff that, wow. that they should, they should expect mm-hmm. from their husbands. Uh, you know, it shouldn't be, uh, they're a prize. And they yeah. should be, they should be, uh, they should be thought of that. And the man, the man that, that, that comes and wants to take that hand, he better realize the gift that he's been given. Cage 14, Jill's 13. And the last two, three years, I see that transition happening. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's okay. And like you yeah. said, that's what you want. That's, that's appropriate. Um, as they've gotten older and, and, you know, moved out of the house, moved into high school, how has that intentionality uh, changed? You know, when they're younger, you're more of a, you're more of a captain. You kind of control their whole life. You know, you tell them everything that they do, what they eat, when they go to bed, you know, and then, then as they get kind of middle, middle age, you start, uh, or, you know, not middle age, middle, like teenagers, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say, you know, middle school age, you start kind of letting up and mm-hmm. do a lot more coaching and you're not, you know, controlling as much, but you're, you know, giving suggestions and, and you're still putting input, very strongly input. But right. now as, uh, you know, two, two adult children and one pretty much an adult, mm-hmm. uh, it is a, it is a lot different because the, uh, the instruction I give has mm-hmm. to be asked for. Uh, you, know, I, okay. you know, I'm not, I'm not at a point with, uh, a 26 year old and a 21 year old that I can say, Hey, you need to do this. Hey, have you thought about that? Unless they ask me, 
hey dad what you know what uh what have you what do you think about this and then you have the freedom to go hey whoa okay but until that point you know i'm just sitting back going oh i wish they wouldn't do you know or hey i'm glad they're doing that but it's and so the big thing is that and another big thing is the intentionality is you have to schedule like mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, we schedule a Tuesday night during the week that mm-hmm. I can see my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter and, and uh, grandchild. And that's one of the only nights I see my middle daughter, too, because she's working and she's got, you know, activities and she's up. And so you, you have to do a lot more scheduling and, and tell them way in advance where now, you know, before they were in my house, they were sitting around a dinner table. Right. kind of have a captive audience. Mm-hmm. And so now there's a lot more scheduling and a lot more short, hey, can I come over for just a few? Or, hey, can we get together and do this? And mm-hmm. anytime we can, you know, steal a moment or two, we're doing it. We're trying to. You're doing that to, to connect and love on them and have that relationship with them. But you're also able to do that, it sounds like, because you did a lot of stuff early, right? Yes. So you mm-hmm. built that relationship to have I mean, that it, conversation. It is. It, uh you know, it's, it is always important to make them feel important, you know, make them be heard, uh, and, and do the things that they're interested in doing. Uh, I know, I know exactly what, uh, my daughter's favorite flowers are. I know what my wife's favorite flowers are. I know what their favorite candies are. Mm -hmm. I know what, what restaurants they really like. And I know what they, what they order at those restaurants. Mm -hmm. Uh, so when we go, when, you know, when I take my oldest daughter out, I know where, what restaurants she really likes to go to. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, You know, middle daughter, not baby daughter. I know, you know, if we're just going out for, you know, just a burger or a coffee or something, I know, Mm -hmm. you know, I know what coffees they drink and I would start Mm -hmm. with they order at Starbucks. And so, you just, it's little bitty things like that, that, that really are not huge, mm-hmm. but you think about it, it makes them feel pretty important. Absolutely. And it makes them feel like they, and they, they have, they, they have my heart. I love them. If that idea has never occurred to somebody, right? So, so they're listening to this podcast and they're going, wow, you know what? I don't do that. How would you go about finding those things out? I guess it depends on the age of the child. If the child is old enough to talk, mm-hmm. just ask them those questions. Yeah. I mean, there is, you know, take them, take them and say, Hey, you want to go out and grab something to eat? Where do you want to go? Let's go. And if they, if they say McDonald's, then let's go to McDonald's and then just ask them, Hey, you know, what's, what's your favorite candy? If I would bring something home from work to you tomorrow, mm-hmm. what would you want? And they'll, they'll tell you, I like, M&Ms, I like Sour Patch Kids, I like, you know, hot tamales, whatever. And just, what's your favorite color? Mm-hmm. You know, if you had, if you had a, a Saturday afternoon, just me and you, what would you like to do? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so, and they'll tell you. And if they're, if they're young enough that they really can't do, we st- I started taking uh, Leah, my oldest daughter, she was about probably 10 or 11 months old. We started going to the Donut Palace in Murfreesboro every Saturday morning. Oh, that's awesome. And really it was uh, to let mom sleep. <laughs> One day of sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, she was with them all the time. Uh, uh, and so it was like, they, that was the one day we could go out 
And we started that and we did that with all three of my kids. Well, I'm still trying to get them to go occasionally, but they won't get out of bed in time <laughs> to go now. But uh, now I'm hoping my grandchild, my granddaughter will want to do Absolutely. Won't let me join. But, uh, you know, just when they're young, start doing that, stuff like that. And then you can figure out what they like to do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we would, a lot of times I would, we would go to, you know, a park, let them play, or I'd even go to the to- toy store and let them wander around and see which toys they picked. And then I'm like, hey, that's a that's an easy thing to start realizing. You know, something you mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, you said you didn't seek out mentors or anything like that. It just the, the Lord just sort of provided those to you as far as like community goes, you know, like biblical community, whether that is in, in this mentor mentee kind of relationship, either as couples or even as men, what kind of experience did you guys have with that? And did you learn from that? Was that helpful? And if so, how was all of that helpful? Yeah, we, we did. We like to say we had a lot of older couples. We had, we were always involved with, we started uh, leading a community group in 1990. Okay. Uh, and we led for probably up until like 2010, 2011. Okay. Uh, and then uh, my, my wife, Carrie, took a full-time job. Okay. At church, and so uh, as the children's ministry pastor, and so we kind of we're still involved in community group, but we're not leading one at the moment. Okay. So, so we're uh, we're just participants and still involved and do all that. But one thing that that another, again, uh, older couples <laughs> told me and my wife is that you know you need to you need to tell your you need to encourage your children to find older older people to mentor them and so uh you know with being daughters uh my wife uh started at about 14 15 years old started Mm -hmm. putting those little nuggets in of of you need to find some ladies Mm -hmm. besides me that you can go and 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 talk about and 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 i encouraged my wife to do that i encouraged my kids to to you know that was because i you don't want to tell them Right. You just want to kind of gently persuade and, and have them realize that, you know, sometimes you need to talk to somebody else about your parents. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah, where it's safe. Totally. Where it is safe. And so, <laughs> and, and another thing that we didn't really think of, we didn't really realize in the moment until our first daughter started really getting into it, but it actually prepared my wife uh, to kind of step back and let, mm-hmm. let her grown children Mm-hmm. you know, go out and, and, and realize that she's not, you know, she was the captain and led their whole lives. And then, you know, was very influential throughout their teenage years and, you know, helping them all that. But when they become adults, she's not as significant. There's, you know, there are boyfriends, there's other friends. And so she, that was a good way, safe way for her to realize, you know, they're growing up and they need other women to talk to. It sounds like you guys were we're modeling that behavior. So it wasn't like do what we say, not what we do. You're just yes. saying, Hey, this is, man, this is important to us. And we're just going to encourage you to do it as well. <laughs> well and, and I think, and, and you're, you're saying that too. We did model that. Uh, and we modeled, uh, you know, giving away to the next generation, finding, finding mm-hmm. someone to give your life away to it. And we found that all three of our girls have done that. They have served in some capacity to, the next generation below them. And it's not, it doesn't have anything to do on whether we did anything other than just 
Show them where the, show them his love. Show them where to get the answers. You're just pointing them to Jesus and saying, you know what? I need him and you need him. And I, I am not God. So I'm just going to try and point you to it. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's true. I mean, and, and I get it as, as parents. A lot of times we get tied up in our kids and we, we almost become idols uh, of, of our time, our energy and, and, and how we feel about ourselves, if they're good and, you know, are successful. And it's, it, it's, it's, that's, that's a slippery slope to put anything in that, but it's easily done and, and mm-hmm. it, it crashes quickly. Same thing we do our wives. I mean, we do that with, you know, with anything. You have to make some tough decisions, even when the world around you says you're doing fine, you know, and, and you're doing all the good things. You know, you told me you made some tough work decisions, you know, especially at one point in time. Walk me through a little bit of what that was, whatever you're willing to share. And what would I as a husband need to do or be ready for in order to make a decision like that? Well, I think the biggest one is what is the, the main goal of my money? Mm-hmm. Is it to make me a millionaire or is it basically to provide a means of living? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, and I, that was, that was me, uh, you know, early on in marriage, we made, and I didn't, we didn't talk about this, but we made a, a hard one uh, when we, before we had kids, because actually mm-hmm. Carrie was making more money than me. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we got pregnant and decided we want to start a family, both of our goals were we wanted mom to be at home, especially in the early years. Mm-hmm. And wow. so she quit work and that was like over 50% of an income slash. And so we're like, wow. And then we realized after a couple of years, about three or four years, she may have to pick up some, some part-time work. And she did mm-hmm. stayed at home and she, she did some stuff where she could still, but we, we made those, 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 decisions, hard decisions. And then, then later on, as we had all of our kids, uh, I made some choices to chase money thinking that was going to make me happy. And it ended up being not the right call. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because we moved out of state, we moved to Mississippi and and work. Uh, I was working just crazy hours. you know, sometimes 85, 90 hours a week. Uh, when I was home, I wasn't home. You know, when you work in that many hours, you're just dead to the world. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so it was, uh, it was just, I, I realized a- after a while, both of us realized that, you know, more stuff, all that really doesn't matter if our family is getting away from us. Mm-hmm. and and my wife was still involved with them but I wasn't right I mean we went through a we went through a whole uh season of softball for my oldest daughter that I saw two games oh. and that's just that's wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> no other way to put it and so so we we decided uh we decided to to make it make a change mm-hmm. and uh actually move back to Tennessee where all of our families, both sides of our families uh, are here in middle Tennessee. I've, I've got bit more time, um, you know, I, I, it's just, it has just been, 
because I guess because the money was not the issue anymore, was not the goal anymore. Mm. And, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't care about the nice cars. I, I want a safe, steady car. I want a nice house. Uh, and other than that, we're good. You know, I went through train wrecks. And <laughs> so, and so um, I look back on those things that I did in my foolishness and the Lord was gracious and, and restored a lot. One of the things just kind of listening to you, it sounds like you really humbled yourself yeah. to the Lord, it sounds like. And you just said, okay, Lord, I, I want what you want. And so I'm going to pursue that, but you got you to take care of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be honest, that is, uh, I won't say 100% of the issue, but 99.9% .9 of the issue is my lack of humility. Mm. And not just toward God, toward my wife toward my kids, to other, you know, other relationships, when I get that pride mm -hmm. or e even the sense of it, then, then I've got to check myself because I am going, I'm train wrecking pretty quick uh, because it's funny as a young man, uh, I grew up as a, as an athlete mm -hmm. and confidence was huge. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, and I was, I was a very confident, most people would say cocky, and I would say now, <laughs> but then, but then as a young man, I thought it was confidence. Absolutely. But, then, but that didn't, that didn't bode well in, in a relationship. The Lord really took me through an extended period of time where he just allowed me to fall. I'm 46 now, and it's really been. The last three years oh, where that, you know, I went from where I thought I knew everything. And, and three years ago, I realized, you know what? I don't know anything. <laughs> or or I, I got to the point where I realized, you know what? I'm not in control. The Lord is. And we're just going to rest in him. You know, between 40 and 45, we start realizing, okay, I'm not going to be the president of the company. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, going to conquer the world. I've got to be happy in the pants I've got on right now. Absolutely. Sitting in the recliner that I'm sitting in right now. Absolutely. And, and, and until we do that, he's going to keep generally, general, uh, general discipline, as I like to call it, the Lord, because he could, I mean, he, he threw me on my face several times, but he didn't step on the back of my head and push me down. <laughs> That's a good observation. You know, I mean, he, he let me, he let me hit the ground. But he didn't, you know, jump off the top rope of a wrestling ring and just pound me. <laughs> and he could have and probably should have, and I deserve it. Absolutely. I, I do. Don't look at the trees that are right in front of you. Mm. Look at the hilltop that you're that you're going toward. Mm. Uh, and 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 worry about the end goal. Okay. What what is what what does your family want to look like when your kids are gone and moved out. What what does what does your family want to look like? And you're never too too old to learn. And no. that's 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 another piece of hum, uh, humility I had to had to figure out too. <laughs> day, every day I'm learning something. Sometimes I don't want to, and I hit the I hit the ground again, but <laughs> I'm still learning. Oh, me too. Yeah, and I just need to I need to remember that I need to I need to be teachable. 
Oh, yeah. absolutely. Thank you again so much. Hey, appreciate it. It was fun. I it enjoyed was. it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, I will. I'll let you get back to your family, and um, I'll uh, I'll see you soon. All right, man. Take care. See you. so very thankful to have Travis Henry on the podcast. Man, I was so encouraged by him. I learned a lot from him. And, you know, first thing I realized is I need to begin with the end in mind, whether that's with my kids, with my marriage, with my walk with the Lord. I need to decide where it is that I want to be, uh, where it is we need to be, and then make the steps uh, in order to get there. Second thing is that every day, the small things, day in, day out, being faithful with those, matter a ton. And lastly, I need to be humble before the Lord with a teachable heart so that He can use me um, in in my family, uh, in my church, uh, with those around me, uh, so that I am teachable uh, by His Spirit. So my question to you is, what action step is, is the Lord asking you to take? Whatever the Lord is telling you to do, write it down, talk with somebody about it, uh, but begin to implement that particular idea, that that action step. So we're wrapping this up. I would encourage you to check out our website, entrustingthefaith.com. Uh, you can buy my book, Leading Well at Home, How Husbands and Fathers Can Biblically Lead Their Families. You can find it on our website. You can find it at leadingwellathome.com. You can also buy it on Amazon or other online retailers. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Entrusting the Faith. Uh, Also look for us on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, please hit the subscribe button so that next week's episode will just drop right into your playlist. Lastly, just remember, legacies are built a day at a time. So start now.